Five 2014 Legends of Tron Fantasy Football Podcast. Your host, Narf Money, live at you from the 19106, and I'm joined by Priest Mode. We're talking about one week trade loans, what's fair and what's not, good players, bad players, power rankings, Tron ranks, week five matchups. Let's go! All right, Chons, week four is over. We skipped last week, but we are back on the podcast live with Priest. What's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Um, I'm, I can speak for myself. I'm doing actually not too great. My team might be terrible, and I'm starting to realize that. Um, Tom Brady just sucks. I mean, the, it's the O-line's atrocious. Like, everything is actually, they don't have any good players on that team. Did you get to watch him last week? Oh, I watched the whole game because I was in play to beat Noah, even until the fourth quarter, even until they pulled Brady out of the game, I was still in play to win. Um, I don't know. Did you watch that game? Like, they just... There's I watched, no I one good on their offense. There's, there's he, no one above average on their tell, offense. I mean, that's what he said, right? That's like, came out in, in an interview. He said, like, our offense is basically crap. Oh, um, I didn't even hear that. But, when did Brady say that? Yeah, he... It was, it was just an ESPN thing that I saw. I mean, I can... Whatever. Um, he basically... He panned his entire offense, um, but he looked he looked off, and they were getting pressure to him more than they usually do, and I think that actually has been affecting him a bunch. Yeah, I, I agree. He he, I mean Brady is to blame a lot on this. Also, it's it's not just like the players around him, but I mean yeah, he he doesn't look past one read. Like he can't throw more than like ten yards downfield. A combination of like the O line can't protect, no receivers get open, and he's just not that accurate downfield. Are his receivers any worse than they were last year? I don't think so. I don't know, but he, I, I guess not. I mean, who's the best receiver on the team? Like, Gronk, Gronk last year when he played looked better than this. Gronk looks worse than last year, man. But is he not using Edelman as much? Because that was his, like, safety valve all, all last year. Like, Edelman looked good. Uh, and I don't know what happened. I don't know. So, I think maybe Edelman just isn't that good. Like, I... I mean, he can do, like, the the, sort, the slants and the timing stuff, but, like, he's not super athletic. Like, he's not going to beat guys with speed. He's he's not physical. Like, Brady threw some balls up in the air, and the Chiefs' D-backs would just go over the top of him and just, like, knock him down real easily. Like, he doesn't, like, get guys out of the way. I mean, if, it's but, but really, if Julian Edelman's your best target, like, I don't think that's good. No, it's not. But does he have a running game? And the answer to that is pretty much no. Like, Shane Vereen kept getting stopped behind the line. Shane Vereen looked I don't terrible know what, running the ball. I mean, I, I, I know a bunch of people were big on Patriots running backs, or Vereen especially in, like, a PPR league, but yeah, you, you know just I'm can't one of them, trust right? Patriots. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can't trust Patriots running backs. Like, basically since Corey Dillon, you can't trust Patriots running backs. I, I know. Oh, I know. I should have known that. But I, I don't think I've ever had one, so I hadn't learned the lesson firsthand myself. And some lessons you just need, like, need to experience yourself in life, I guess. And, and I don't know. Like, I just got so big on the hype of, like, Vereen, PPR, he'll catch 90 balls. Like, and, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, man. No. And no, I thought their offense would at least be good. Year. Their offense can't even score 20 points in a game. They max out at, like, 14 to 17 points. So I don't know how Belichick didn't foresee this. And, I mean, so the, the Logan Mankins trade, I mean, I don't know if that's affecting anything, but he should have known what he had. And he did bolster the defense. But when you have a guy like Brady, what you want to do is what they did in, in Denver, which is say, okay, we know what we have with Peyton. He's not going to be mobile. But we're going to build around him so he has a really good safety valve in, in, in Thomas, and in Julius Thomas, and also put, put together receivers around him that will make him look good. But they didn't really do that. They kind of left him hanging out to dry this offseason. And I'm not really sure what Belichick's thinking there. They didn't at all. I mean, I agree with you. The big acquisition was Revis. And I thought he was going to make the defense really good, um, which the defense has been okay. I mean, they look terrible against KC. Um, going into, I think, they were the number one defense in DVOA, though. But, I mean, Revis didn't look great. He got beat by Dwayne Bowe a lot. They didn't do anything to improve the offense at all. There's no new players. Uh, Brandon no, LaFell. they really aren't. Brandon LaFell. And he actually... Looked like he at least he could play football. Point. I mean, he looked, yeah, I mean, he looked better than anyone else they had, but it's 
Brandon fucking LaFell. I don't know. I, I, I also think with the Patriots, what they need in order to be successful are really good and versatile linebackers. And, I mean, this is like sample size two or three. But I, I notice in a lot of plays, like, Ninkovich doesn't look like he used to. Mayo was supposed to be really effective this year coming back from the injury. I don't know if he's doing that, but, I mean, that's what Belichick does on defense. He lets those, those linebackers basically pressure the quarterback, drop back into coverage, and just fuck with everyone's heads. Yeah. And if that's not happening, their defense won't be that effective either. There was, like, a key third down, I think, somewhere in the third quarter. It was, like, third and long, like, nine or ten. And they threw a screen pass in the backfield. I think the Charles. And it Nikovich, might have been Niall Davis. And Nikovich just fell down. Nick, well, Nick, I, I, I remember watching that. He kind of, like, slid, and yeah. Charles or, or Niall Davis, like, juked, and he was just gone. And he was just gone, and then he, they converted the first down. Like, that was, like, Chiefs just converted every play the whole game on offense. Um, it, was, it was frustrating. I, I, could, I, I could, frankly, spend all day bashing the Patriots, so if you want to keep doing this, like, I I'm perfectly fucking, fine doing I mean, that. I fucking hate them this year, and I have Brady, Vereen, Patriots defense. I went into that game... 31 points down of Noah with, like, Tom Brady, Shane Vereen, Patriots defense. I thought I realistically had an above 50% chance of winning that game. and was. I remember why. I, I dealt with the score. I was like, it's going to be close. I thought it was going to be a lot closer than it was. I mean, maybe I get that not this year, but, like, Brady should be able to give you, like, 18 points. Like, Vereen can give you, like, 8. That's 26. And if the defense gives you 6, I win the game. Like, none of those scores are unreasonable sounding. So... What, what the, the biggest unfortunate part of the entire mess was the fact that the Patriots kept giving up the ball like on their own 20-yard line. Yeah. Which means it's a short field and it's easy points. So the defense probably didn't play that bad, but you didn't get any points from it because they They didn't up. play good. I, I agree that the Chiefs got a lot of easy points and they scored on the pick six and so forth, but I don't know. The Patriots' D did not get stops at all. Like Jamal Charles was ripping off like... Like, his bad runs were, like, five, six yards. Like, they were not hitting him in the backfield at all. Oh, and Niall Davis did the exact same thing. Like, yeah, Niall exactly. Davis was, he was looking like, I don't know, an actual startable fantasy running back. And, and he's on the waiver wire right now. He is. That's uh, interesting. Uh, I know. I actually have the number one waiver spot. I've been hoarding it for a while. But anyway, let's get off the Patriots. Um, anything new with you? Are you still, like, doing econ shit in D.C.? Still doing econ shit in D.C.? I can't, I can't help um, but job. notice that you didn't fulfill your economer challenge over the offseason. Uh, I don't know if you have a defense for that or not. Um, no, I, I kind of knew this question was going to be asked. <laughs> um, I, I, have, I have absolutely no defense. Um, I did intend, I actually took a day off this summer, and my <laughs> intention was to work on this. Um, and I got kind of so pissed off because there was no easy way to download historical data, like full historical data, and oh, yeah, discuss it more like an email thread, because they actually sell it. Like, there are, there are these websites that will sell you full data sets, and if you want to put it together on your own, it's a really big pain in the ass. Yeah, um, I know. It's, it's, I do it every week. I didn't realize you could buy full data sets, though. How much do they go for? I, I'm cheap. I didn't even bother. Um, but so, so instead of doing that, because I got pissed off after working at that for about an hour and a half, I decided to clean my bathroom. So instead of actually doing an economer challenge with my day off, I, I cleaned my bathroom. So uh, that so, was something. Sounds like a productive day. Um, did you it, actually it was, like take a day off of work just to do this? Because I, 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 I kind of respect like a, that if you really did. I took a personal day. Like I knew, basically, I had a couple extra days off, and it was like the middle of August. I'm like, what the hell else am I going to do? So I... I took a personal day, and I had intended to work on this, but it was just, I don't know, I'm, I'm lazy, too. I don't want to do, it's, you know, it should be something that's relatively easy, because this is something that I, you know, profess to do for a living. Correct. But if you work on it, if you work on things like this, like, four or five days a week, do you really want to work on it on your off day? I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um... Now, all that being said, like, I'm pretty sure CB he'll probably end up doing something and making me look stupid. So well, yeah, you I'm didn't, fine with that. You didn't lose because Choir Boy didn't do anything either. Well, maybe he's maybe he's like saving it up for some big reveal at the end. Who knows? Uh, I mean, you're giving him the chance to save face and say that was his plan all along, but we both know he's not. He, that was not his plan all along. Whatever. I, I mean, look, I, I already, you know, am... am Saying that you know I'm a lazy bastard and you know, right. I lost, so I, I don't really care. Fair point. You know, Fair point. So, so anything new in DC? Nothing new in DC. Just uh, things have gotten a little quiet here because there's a some kind of 
election, something that happens in November, it's Senate or something, and so yeah, people... Yeah, those, those, are, those are important. I actually need to, like, follow those somewhat for work these days. Um, oh, right. Also, oh, so here, here's my, my only retort to what you were going to tell me, basically complaining about me not doing the Economist Challenge. We hooked you up. Economist hooked you up this week. I don't know if you saw in the news. I but see everything in the news. Of course you did. 30 out of 30 economists said that Uber is good for the economy. Did you so, see that? Yes, I, I very much did see that. So I appreciated it. I did that for you guys. I set that up. Oh, so you're that, one of those 30 economists, Priest? No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> but I made sure that everyone on the list said that Uber was awesome. So You, you have that, that power? To you. Yeah, of course. So, so question, like, I, this is actually good. You brought that up. Like, is that, like, is there, like, a set of, like, the top 30 master economists? Or is this just, like, 30 random people? Um, I, I didn't actually see the list, but I'm pretty sure they're economists at top schools. I think that's probably how they do it. Okay. Um, if you really want to get like the list, you have to go to like the Nobel prize list. Um, so if you're, if you have a Nobel prize, then you're already met automatically like golden is one of the best economists. But, um, do you have a Nobel prize yet or no? Um, I'm, I'm 75% of the way there. I'm almost there. Okay. I have to collect a couple more horcruxes, and then I'll get it. Got it, got it. I, I understand how that works. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. I don't think you can make an argument that it's bad for the economy. It, it's, like, good for everyone. That's why it's great. Exactly. That's that. That's the perfect logic to explain that. I know. Do, do you take Ubers in D.C. a lot? I do, actually. I mean, good when for I you. go somewhere, the, the cabs don't come by my neighborhood. Ah, they, you live in one of those neighborhoods. They hate white people. They really do. They do. They're racist. Cabs always like picking up minorities over white people. Yeah, uh, I know. It's all right. Up. All right. So that sounds good. I assume you're not uh, drunk for this one, right? You learned your lesson? I, I did, yeah. Okay. No more no more beer for podcasts because uh, that didn't end up well. Because you're usually a good host. Uh, I usually enjoy it. But that, that one time, you were, just, you were off your game. I could tell. Yeah, it was also the fact that, that CB was on it too. So it was hard knowing when to talk and when not to talk. Yeah, the, so the, the, the three-way ones are hard. For, for those of you who haven't done it yet, um, it's interesting trying to jump in at the right time. So yeah, I, I, gotta, I guess if we had video, that might be easier, but maybe not. I don't know. It might just distract people more. Um, so anyway, you want to talk real quick about the topic at hand, which is um, loaning players, i.e. what Noah and Lambchop did against Fuse last week? Yeah. Um, so I have some feelings about this, like really deep sexual feelings about this. All right, hit me with them. Mostly, mostly, I don't, I really don't like the idea of loaning. And the reason isn't for anything really that profound. It's just that I'm kind of lazy and having to work through all the contingencies of what loaning might do to the league in terms of knowing who's on whose bench and changing the strategy of kind of how you even, maybe even how you draft. It's, it just seems like a lot more work for me. So that's like my own personal reason, which is really stupid. Um, other than that, other than that, loaning seems like a fair deal. It's just two people improving their teams by trading players. I mean, it's it's very simple. And as long as the 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 you know fairness isn't broken, as long as the the deal isn't skewed in one direction or the other, we should let it go. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um... I'm not in favor of it. I'm not sure I have a logical reason. It just kind of like feels wrong to me. Um, and that might be as deep as I can get on that. Um, it was enjoyable um, to like follow that whole email chain. Like I, I didn't say anything. I was like following along in real time. I just decided to like not jump in and just see what happens. And it was like pretty funny to see Lionel and Fuse and everyone go back and forth. So I did quite enjoy just watching from the sidelines on that one. I was so close to feeling bad for Fuse. Like, he, I, I mean... It sucks how he lost. Ha- it does. I mean, this hasn't happened before, right? It, or not... I don't think this has happened before in our league. And this league has been going on for, what, like, seven years, eight years, something like that? Something like that. Right? And he put up a really good score. And he got screwed over. Not screwed over, but he basically got, got hosed because um, LC decided to be LC or Noah, whoever brought that. I'm actually curious to see who brought that up. Who's, whose idea that was? I almost, I would bet strongly on Lambchop. Yeah, he's, he's a devious bastard. I, I think that probably was him, but you know, you got to feel for the guy because he lost in a new way. Um, so, and he put up a decent score. And he put up a decent score. Um, you made a good point about like, could this change the way people draft? Like, 
could you just draft like four good quarterbacks in the first four rounds and like loan two out every week? Um, That's pro- what I was thinking. Probably um, it probably wouldn't work, but it would be a more like there would be more you could think about and do. I mean, it would definitely. So th- I think it, it wouldn't change really the first like five rounds, but it would make me be a little bit more willing to take a backup quarterback than kind of jump in and get like a sleeper wide receiver pick. Yeah, I, I agree um, with that. Um, but. But I think, so this is like a little bit of, I think there's a kind of a two-equilibrium situation here. And what I mean by that is there's a situation in which this becomes commonplace, where every week a ton of people are making these trades, in which case you almost have to do it. Or there's a situation where we have before the, the, the LC trade, in which it's basically something that people don't do. And if it moves in that direction, it becomes more commonplace, then you're going to have to you know, every move that you make is going to have to kind of look for how this is going to affect people's swap value in addition to just your value as a, as a bench player. Because I think they're different. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you're probably right about that. Um, so let me ask you a question, though, because, like, a big... I think everyone... Most people, I think, agree that they think they, they're okay with loans. Um, personally, I don't like them. Fuse obviously doesn't like them. I think Yoni was against them also. And I like Yoni's point that, like, it's like part of the league and skill is like playing the waiver wire and having to drop players and so forth. Um, but regardless of that, it's like I think everyone, even for loans, agreed that like the trade has to be fair, basically, right? Yeah, no, of course. So if this was not a loan, if this trade was Ryan Tannehill for Greg Jennings, I do not think that is close to fair for one second. I think that's a blowout trade. I think Ryan Tannehill's value is like 5x what Greg Jennings is in this league. Ordinarily, I'd agree with you. I actually, well, the reason why I disagree with you is because during the last week, he was getting a lot of press about whether or not he'd be benched. Fair. And, and I, I, saw, I saw that also, and that, I, I agree with that, but it, it hadn't happened yet. Um, and I don't know. Like, I mean, sure, well, like press, here, press no, can my... mean it's going to happen. Press can mean it might not happen. But he was still a starting quarterback in a league where, like, Lamb Chop... Not, not only is it not fair if both players had both positions, but, like, Lamb Chop didn't have... Court, doesn't have quarterbacks on his team. So, like, I, I don't think it's close to fair in a vacuum. But, or, so, yes. I mean, if you're going to ask me, like, do I think it's a fair trade? I would say no. But I think in order to use a veto, it has to be egregiously unfair. Because... We are not, we shouldn't be in the business of like protecting people from their own stupidity. And if they can't claim stupid, if they can claim stupidity, then we can't have any, you know, they can, Noah could have just said like, oh, I just thought Greg Jennings was going to be awesome. Right. Ah. And we can't protect him from that stupidity. And we can't know whether or not he's lying or not. So unless it's like a really, really bad trade, like, I don't know, like Peyton Manning for the guy on the waiver wire, it's really hard to say. And I don't think it's our, it's not our place to, like, make those judgment calls. Veto should be a nuclear option. It should be something where, you know, the, the league is being, like, the integrity of the league is under attack, and we need to protect it. So, okay, so you're taking, I guess, egregious to its literal definition of, like, actually being egregious. Like, I, I would say that I think this is pretty remarkably unfair if this was just that trade. Um, but Yeah, but, but you can justify it. That's the thing. And unless, I, I don't and, and, think you so, could justify this if it was only for one. If it was permanent. I don't think you could justify it. Quarterbacks are really fucking valuable in our league. I know. And Ryan Tannehill is not the worst one. Like, he's probably somewhere between 18 and, like, 25. And that's better than, like, I have with Tom Brady right now. I Look, I agree with you. But I think that the, the way to do this isn't by saying we should veto. It's in my email. We should make a rule. And I would actually be in favor of some rule that says, if you make a trade, then you can't trade that player back to the original team within something like three weeks. Yeah, and I, I would be fine people with would that be up in arms about that. And like, you know, I don't care. I think it would make things simpler. It might make people think twice about these relatively unfair trades. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are people that disagree who are like purists that say, oh, you know, every trade, as long as it can be justified, should be able to be made. But I would, I would prefer a situation like that. Like I said, basically for my own laziness, because I don't want to think through all of those scenarios. Like it, it, it takes a decent amount of thought to to play fantasy football, and I I hate thinking. It's just it's yeah. really hard for Th- me. Thinking too. thinking's hard. Um, I, I understand that way that, that way of thought, but 
I mean, the thing is, like, we should we shouldn't say this forever, but it it gets to a slippery slope where, like, say we're in week 11, 12, 13, where, like, it's pretty easy to see playoff mat like playoff implications and who needs to win, who needs to lose. Like, you could make a trade like this that you could justify as helping yourself when, like, you know you are helping someone else more who you need to win to like beat a team for you to get in the playoffs. And like, once that motivation gets in play, I think it's definitely wrong. And you can't like prove either way if that's ever going to happen. So per- personally, like, yeah. I-, I don't know. Like, I think it just should that's be another. Allowed. That's a good reason. And something else that I was thinking about was that. There are differences. So, I mean, we're not taking into account the fact that, like, somebody can get screwed in this pretty pretty badly, right? right? That, like, the league could veto the trade back. Well, or that somebody just doesn't do the trade back, right? Once good, you make the point. first trade. And so... I, I was actually you know, really I don't shocked Chops offered this trade back. Sorry to interrupt you, but, like, he should have no, just kept fine. fucking Tannehill. Yeah. So, actually, this is this is one of the, the, one of the, the kind of interesting wrinkles is that some people in this league aren't trusted as much as other people. And some of that's because they act like fuckers. I mean, I don't know if actually people don't trust Choppy. I don't, whatever. But it might also be because they just never had any interactions with, with them. So because there are differences between the interactions between the, the younger generation and the older generation, it might facilitate trades between people who are closer in age, which gives them kind of an inherent advantage because of that, that trust factor. Now, I don't know if that would even play a role, like if... I don't know, Yoni would would be more likely to screw over Fuse or if he would be less likely to. I don't know. But that could play a role. And I don't necessarily think that's entirely fair just because one, one guy is really old and one guy is really young. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's actually a great point. I think that's why a lot of people thought it was collusion because it's Noah and Lamb Chop and because they trust each other and know each other well. Um, that You're right. Like That trade would probably would not have happened if it was like Noah and Hudson or Noah and Fuse or something. Um, so, cool. All right, you wanna you wanna talk? Um, you wanna move on to your team? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so, yeah, so um, I, I, did you see the power rankings? I, I I bumped you up a lot this week. I hate that. I hate that so much. Oh, so I, I I can't lie. I hate that. Like my my team. So first of all, I think you're taking it a little too far. I got a really lucky week. You know, I had I had Larry Danell or whatever. He didn't even play himself. I, I don't know. know if you, that you was the it. best fucking story. It's amazing. He he didn't even so but. What I want to know is, all right, so for those of you who don't know, this guy, Larry Dinell, the, the Giants tight end, he scored like a gazillion points against the Redskins yep. um, in the Thursday night game. And he lost or something in fantasy because he didn't even start himself. He started um, Vernon Davis instead. Yep. Now, one question I have for him is, you know your own team's game plan. And at no point during that week did Tom Coughlin say, like, hey, we might throw to you a bunch this week. Was it complete, a complete surprise to him? Like, I don't get that. It's, I mean, he must know that he's going to get targeted. But apparently he didn't, and he didn't start himself. It's, I mean, it's probably hard to play fantasy and be a real football player. I don't know. Maybe it's easier. Maybe you know what's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, or maybe he just really blame like, the dude I mean, for starting you, Vernon Davis over him? Like, he's, I, I, he's not like, a, I don't know. He's, he's not starting yeah, himself this week. It's, I, I, I thought that was very funny. Um, I, and, no, I uh, loved that story. But, but yeah, so what I was saying is that I got really lucky last week with basically all of my wide receivers and tight ends hitting more than they had basically all year. Sure, because so they've had, been terrible. They have been terrible, and I'm not convinced that they're actually good. The, Keenan Allen is a guy who I'm very scared about. Um, as, Reggie Wayne, I think, will be, be okay. Yeah, Keenan Allen, especially given the fact that, um, what's his name, uh, Eddie Royal is getting a lot of touches. That guy... Um, Malcolm Floyd is that? Is that is yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I Malcolm think he'll Floyd, get touches. Uh, he's, um, he's like thirty-four. He's he's not a th- he's not a big threat. He'll get a couple touchdowns, but he's not a volume player. But Gates might as well. And uh, if the running Gates backs ha- ever come back, they will too. I, I mean, all I'm saying is that Keenan Allen, I thought was going to be like one of these breakout players, and he just has kind of sputtered. So I'm not really happy about him. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my first questions. I wouldn't be either. I've wrote a couple times. I think he's been terrible so far. Um, he did nothing for you that first Monday night game when I had that Carson Palmer comeback. Um, when Vigo, oh, I remember that. When Vigo yeah. fucked your team over. Were you watching that whole game? I don't remember. So I was actually at a Nats game during the first half, and I left halfway through, partially because I was tired, but partially because I was pissed off because it looked like Calvin Johnson was going to basically win the game for you. Yeah, and he did. He did. That, um, that was cool. That was really upsetting. That was really upsetting. I was all right but, with that. 
But then again, Calvin Johnson hasn't been the same since that first night. Uh, he's he, he was all right in weeks two and three. I mean, he definitely wasn't great. He had like seven for eighty in both, and then his ankle. Obviously, he he shouldn't even play it in week four. Uh, I'm just I'm just happy that after three weeks of having to watch Sunday night games and Monday night games very very closely to see whether or not my team is going to choke. I finally had one one week where I can actually sit back on like a Sunday night or a Monday night and not worry that I was going to lose. Yeah, it's the first had, time that that's happened. You've had it as an excruciating like the first three games I could remember in this league. Like I, I I've had like yeah. I've had two, both my wins to come out of the Monday night game, and I fucking hate that. I like all the players done Sunday night, and the game not even going to be close. What happens to me is I get like a huge adrenaline rush while that's happening. Usually, it's also accompanied by a little bit of sadness because I lost. And then beyond that, I can't sleep because I'm so kind of hyped up. I, so not only do I have these like this, these, this painful experience of losing, but I can't even sleep, and I wake up the next day kind of tired and groggy and angry. So I've been angry a lot the last, well, the first two weeks of the season. Um, yeah. I, I've actually 100% but, noticed about myself, like, if my team loses, I'm really angry the entire week. Like... And the only thing that can make me not angry is then the te- my team wins. Like it, fantasy has way too big an effect on people's lives, probably. It does, but at least you have the Eagles who have been doing pretty well so far, so you can at least lean on them. The Eagles could easily be zero four right now. I mean, I get it; it's not the Jets, but the, the, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I should be happy they've won the games, but it, I, I can't decide what to make of them yet. They have a good defense. They, their defense has played pretty well. It's, it's okay. It's. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, their defense has been pretty good. Um, and the offense, Chip Kelly, hopefully should get better. Um, but anyway, so so I guess... I, I get that, like, you don't want me to hype your team up. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's all luck. I mean, you're number three in expected wins and total points. And you're calling this a lucky week, but you just won with Peyton Manning on by. Zach Stacy on by. I'm not sure you would have started him anyway. Uh, Bengals D on by. I mean, that's two or three starters. That's true. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to pan my entire... I, th- I thought it was a lucky week because of my wide receivers and tight ends hitting, or my tight end hitting. But frankly, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of really comfortable with my team the way it is. I have two quarterbacks that I don't have to worry about. I mean, that, that could be a well, problem. Well, Romo didn't look great Romo's at first. He's coming, all, he's coming around now. But were you worried about Romo the first two weeks? I was. So I was watching the games, and what they were saying is that he had this back injury, which I, apparently he still has. But it was really hurting him being able to like torque and really get a lot of force behind the ball, and it looked that way. Like he was he was getting these dink and dunk drop uh, dump off pass, passes. He wasn't really I don't know he wasn't really throwing touchdowns. They were handing it off in the red zone. Um, so I was worried, but I also thought that if I'm Jason Garrett, I'm not going to put him in a situation where he's going to be injured the entire season. So if they're playing him. Hopefully, it's because they think he can start, and then he will get healthy throughout the year. So I'm not terribly worried about Romo. I think he'll he'll put up kind of middle of the pack, high QB two kind of points. Well, yeah, I mean, I would I would argue that you didn't draft him to put up high QB two points. You drafted him to put up like mid QB one points. I mean, you took him early in the third round. He was probably the sixth or seventh quarterback off the board. Yeah, I did, but um, you know expectations were higher than they are right now. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm okay with him putting up, you know, not as good points as long as I'm getting production from my running backs, which is the, the only part of my team that I'm really comfortable with. Like, I'm very happy with my running backs, and I have, I have four that could probably start next week for a bunch of teams. Probably for my team, because um, I have zero. Uh, yeah, I was really wrong about Le'Veon Bell. I, I didn't think he was that great last year, but I've really, like, enjoyed watching him run. Like, he, he cuts really well. He hits the holes hard. Um, he hasn't like his breakaway speed isn't quite good enough, but he, I think he's going to be really solid for you all all, all the he's, rest of the year. He's lean and elusive, and yeah. I think using blunt as kind of a change of pace will get him at least a decent amount of rest throughout the year, and I think he'll be productive. Um, the other guy who I'm really impressed with so far is Rashad Jennings. Um, Didn't he even just have one also, big game though? He had one big game, but he was consistent. I can bring this up. He had... Oh, no, he's 17, 11, 26, 6. So, yeah, he, he's been solid up until this week. Yeah, and I, I got him... I don't think I don't know if I got him in, like, the 6th or 7th round, something like that, but he's definitely put up startable. I mean, he's the 5th ranked in terms of points for, for running back. So, you know, he's been a good surprise. Um, I picked up Ahmad Bradshaw on the waiver wire, and he's the 4th ranked running back right now. Um, and Zach Stacy, who hasn't really done much so far, he's 
you know, I think he'll come back and be effective. So I'm protected against injuries at running back, and I think I can even afford to trade. One I was just going to say, are you are you hinting at that your running backs from the trade block? You're trying to make a deal or something? Um, I've been you need I've been in contact with a couple people. Yeah, I've been in contact with a couple people. The problem is is that um, people don't really want to touch. People don't generally want to touch Stacy, and Stacy's the guy that I'd be most willing to trade him and Bradshaw. Um, I got a Anton contacted me last night about trading Zach Stacy for Ty Hilton. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But, but the problem there. I don't mind I that trade for you, Priest. I might pull that trigger. No, I can't do it because it's too much. I'd be too leveraged into the Indiana offense. I know that they're Indianapolis offense, and even though Luck has been fantastic, I don't know if I can afford to lose both wide receivers when they go on by. And I just, you know, I don't trust them being as high flying as they were. And I don't know if they'll both hit. Like it, it's a risk that like they go to a, a tight end or the running backs all of a sudden get get the, the score so especially with Ahmad Bradshaw of, also actually You've, yeah I'm not gonna start the entire Indianapolis team yeah um, but yeah so so I, I was I've I've tried to contact people about about Bradshaw nobody really wants to bite on Bradshaw um I have an idea for you though okay what would you say to Le'Veon Bell for Calvin Johnson straight up oh you're making me think a little bit um initial response is no but obviously, Le'Veon Bell for Calvin. Johnson. Why don't you think of? Why don't you just like let it linger? Why don't I let it linger? You know, I'm not. I'm, I I really don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, I, we could go. Okay. We could get somewhere from here. Um, I, I would maybe do like. Um, we can table it. it. It's okay. We don't have to do any negotiations now. I just want to plant the seed. But the only thing is, um, I don't think I'll want to make that trade after Sunday. So. <laughs> You just um, want Calvin Johnson for this week? No, no, I no, I, I want him for the long term, but I don't. I I actually think that he's going to pick it up this week. So um, I shouldn't actually tell you that, but because uh, they're playing you know. the Jets this week. Oh no, they played the Jets last week. They played. They already already played the Jets. I don't know who they're playing, but I, I just assume that he'll he'll get better. But it it the but that the, would be a reason for you to want to make the trade, not not want to make the trade. Well, if I tell you that that's what I expect, then maybe you take some information from that. Mm-hmm. All right, you're playing some mind games here. Um, all right, uh, off the podcast, we can think about it. Um, okay. If you threw in Peyton Manning, I would be very likely to do it. Oh, I, I might do that. I'll, Peyton I'll Manning, get back Le'Veon to Bell for Calvin Johnson, and I could throw in Heath. There. I hate Carson Palmer. Oh, you want Carson Palmer? Carson Palmer is I've, going to have another goddamn big game this season. Except I've heard really good things. Yeah, he's been great. He's averaging 27 points a game in games he plays. That's probably number one in the league, actually. Um, I bet it is. And he was all set to come back from his nerve injury this week, and then it apparently regressed a lot, and now he can't throw anymore. So, is it like a is it a Peyton Manningish type injury? Like his like his neck is it's not mangled. It's like a nerve like in his shoulder. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure anyone knows. Um, so okay, so what you need to do is get like Stark Industries on that and get him, you know, Iron Man all up, and so he can take the field and. Yeah, take his he's, he's, undefeated Cardinals to the Super Bowl. He's been great. Are they still undefeated? Um, the, the Cardinals? Yeah, they're, they, yeah, they were on bye last week. They're 3-0. They, I actually think they're a good team if he plays. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but I think they're like a second round of the playoffs team, a, a divisional round. The NFC West is tough. I don't know. I don't know how good San Francisco is. Honestly, I don't know how good... I hate to say this. I don't know how good them, Seattle is either. Seattle lost just, pretty handily at San Diego, and Denver came back hard on them at home. But Denver's a very good team, and San Diego is—they're shifty. Yeah, like, people think San, San Diego is good. Yeah, I mean, you never really know about San Diego. San Diego had like that streak at the end of last season where they basically almost made the playoffs, right? They made the playoffs. They did. They oh. made the playoffs. They beat the Bengals and would have beaten Denver in the second round if their cornerback didn't just fall down on a pivotal like third and ten with like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right. Where Peyton right. hit, I think, Julius Thomas, like, 100% wide open when Denver scored, like, 14 straight at all. I mean, San Diego scored 14 straight at all the momentum. Easily could have tied the game, but it didn't happen. San Diego was good, and they still are good. Yeah, they're, they're okay. Um, so Seattle is good. You're right. Arizona's probably not that good. Um, quick question about your team, though, because I'm curious. Um, you won the draft lottery, right? I think I did, yeah. I think you did, and you chose number three. So were you thinking you're guaranteed one of the top three quarterbacks there? Was that your thought all along? 
Peyton Rogers. Yeah. So, so the the backstory is um, last year I had Eli Manning and Matt Schaub. Oh, well, um, that didn't work out too well. It was it was basically the most painful fantasy football year I've ever had. So going into the draft, I know there was all the talk about you know how this is a two QB league, and everyone was basically saying throughout the draft that like everyone's going to be drafting quarterbacks. So. You know, I said, I just can't, if I'm going to be screwed somehow, I'm going to be screwed by my running backs or my wide receivers. I'm going to go quarterback heavy. And I knew that if I drafted three, I'd be able to get one of the top three quarterbacks. So I did that. All right. And were you, were you thrilled for Peyton there, or was that what you were expecting? I, I was actually, so with Peyton Manning, so the, this is the only analysis I did with any of the data that I collected. The only thing that I did is I looked at the distribution. So I looked at the distribution of quarterback score. I mean, I'm sure everyone already knows this. The distribution of quarterback scores from last year. And Peyton Manning was like far and above the highest scoring quarterback. Yeah. And I said to myself, self, um, even if Peyton Manning regresses a lot, he's still going to end up in the top 10. Like it is very unlikely for him to drop off a cliff really badly. Uh, the so only way would Peyton be if Manning, he just got injured. To Got injured, right? But that's the, I mean, yes, he's old, but also John Fox is smart about those things. I think they, he, Elway, and Peyton had a big powwow before they actually grouped up and, and he signed with Denver, where they basically said, we're going to try to make sure you don't get injured here, and we're going to make sure the pieces are around you to, make, to, to get you to a Super Bowl. So I'm pretty confident that they won't let him get beat up too badly. And so I think the injury risk for him is the same as the injury risk for guys like Breeze or Rogers. So, you know, I wasn't, I, I probably would have taken Breeze if I had the choice, but I was very happy with Peyton. Yeah, I, I would be too. Um, I would have taken Breeze also, but I would have taken Peyton over Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a lot more consistent for fantasy. Um, Agreed. Yeah, so, all right, so your team is looking pretty good. Who do you play this week? Um, let me see. I play Hudson. Hudson. Ooh, that's a tough Hudson. matchup. Number one, Hudson. Hudson. Even without Adrian, Hudson is dominating this league without Adrian Peterson, which is actually like pretty fucking yeah. impressive. Um, but anyway, before we get to to the matchups, um, we're gonna go to a new segment. Um, so we're gonna go quick through a bunch of players, right? I'm gonna go. Through, we're gonna go through a lot of players that have been awesome so far, and then some players that have sucked so far. And we're gonna debate okay. quickly if we think they're actually that good or actually that bad. All right? Sounds good. Let's so let's start. Andrew Luck is he actually this good in in fantasy? Yeah. Now, you think he's actually this yeah. good? I think he is actually that good. I'm close yeah. to believing it. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's number one. I think he slows down a little bit. Um, I mean, I think... I'm, so, all right, are these, are these quick takes? No, or no you, can take, you can talk. You can talk. So here's my thought. He had all the tools coming in, and he's on the same trajectory as guys like, you know, the, the Peyton Mannings and the Breezes. And I think he's, he's going to end up, two years from now, being in the conversation for top three draft pick. Probably. Um, I'm definitely jaded on him because of last year when he had all this and they just wouldn't let him throw. But it does seem like they're letting him throw this year. Um, but think about Breeze. I mean, think about, you know, it took him a while to actually find his rhythm and get used to of the offense and all that kind of shit. You're right. All those intangible bullshit things. You're right. Um, he also hasn't gone against good defenses necessarily. Um, like, they played Jacksonville last week and they've been terrible past D. That's true. That's a good point. Okay. Um, DeMarco Murray. He's been far away the best I, running back I, in fantasy. I think he's legit. I, I so my my roommate had her on had him on her fantasy team last year. Okay, and he was really impressive. Like I watched a ton of those those games. He looked super impressive. I, I agree. He last year he averaged over five yards a carry. Um, I think he's legit too. I think he injuries is his concern. He he in the past he always gets knocked up knocked up and misses a couple games. But they're running a ton in Dallas more than anyone expected. He catches passes. Um, I mean, I, he, he's big, physical, he's quick. Like, I think he's, he's actually a total package running back, as much as I hate said yeah, about I a Cowboys player. Um, so I agree. We, so we agree. Jordy Nelson. I don't know enough. I, I'm not sure. I, I watched him against the Jets, and he made the Jets look bad, but that didn't really say much. I'm going to go right. with no. I don't think he's this good. Um, and that's not to say he's not good. I think Randall Cobb gets more involved. Um, I think Eddie Lacy starts do, playing better. Um, and what, I, I just, what's going on with him though? Like Lacey was, I mean, he looked very good last year. He looked, he was primed to take off and be a, you know, a, a real number, a first round draft pick type running back. And it just hasn't really happened for him. Yeah, I, I know. And he, I, I don't have a great reason. I just think the talent's there. I think he was that good last year. 
I think he's in an offense that's going to score, and I think they want to take pressure off Rodgers, and they're going to they're going to keep using him, and I I, I think he'll come around. Um, that that's my yeah. argument. You know, with with Jordy, like I just don't think he's quite athletic enough to be like a top five wideout. Um, I mean, I know him and Rodgers love each other, and he he's got great timing routes and stuff, but I I don't know. I just don't think he he can but quite can do he be it over Welker, the whole season, right? He oh. can be as Welker. Yeah. Every no, no, every sure. good white quarterback needs a Welker. Sure. They all white quarterbacks need a Welker. And that's good. And that's what he'll be. But like right now he's like averaging like twenty three points a game. He's like number one in fantasy. Like I don't think he sticks to that. Okay. That well then I'll agree with you there. Alright. Um Philip Rivers. No. I, I mean agree. I He's I, not that yeah. good. We've seen we've seen this before. Like it was he's he's been around for what, like eight years now. Oh, probably every more year than that. he looks good. 10, I, think. I don't he's even know. He's in the 04 draft with Eli. Okay, we we've seen this before. We've seen him look brilliant, and then all of a sudden he loses his shit, and he's going to lose his shit. It's going to happen. And he even said it himself. I was watching uh, ESPN before the uh, before the playoff game that I was watching the, the whatever the Giants and, yep. and Pirates, and he said like, "You don't get too high, you don't get too low. Um, we're not going to be this good, basically." And so, yeah, he won't be this good, but he'll still be effective. And he's been a basically Basically, a very effective quarterback for the majority of his career. You're but right. he's not going to be amazing. All right. I'm with you on that. We're agreeing on a lot. Now let's switch over to guys who have been terrible so far. Um, LaShawn McCoy. Oh, come on. He's going to be. He's going to snap out of the funk. He will. Uh, their O-line is so bad right now. I, I, yeah, I don't but, know. He's going to be better than terrible, but I don't think he gets to, like, top five level. I don't know. I mean, I think if they, if they use Sproles effectively, then they can get him back, maybe not top five, but they'll get him into top ten if they get the offense rolling. I mean, Sproles has looked fantastic. You, you know that because he's on your team. Sproles has looked pretty fantastic for at least the first three weeks. Yeah. Um, and I think if they can they can switch on and off well, if they can throw him the ball and get him in space, because that's, that's where he makes his money. When you get him in space, he can't be brought down. So yeah. give Foles some time, give the offense time to gel. You know, they, they've been winning, and so I think if they continue to win, then they'll have the garbage time runs and they'll have you know they'll be playing with a lead and they'll give them the ball and they'll give them some scores i don't know um i think uh the eagles o-line all five of them played all 16 games last year which rarely happens um they were really good they basically had three pro bowl caliber players on the o-line and were really solid the other two spots and so far they've had like nine different players start they're getting guys off like the waiver wire like it's it's a huge difference there just aren't running holes um and i'm a little worried about that for him but well we'll see Cam Newton. He's never finished outside the top five in three seasons. Yeah, I think this is a year to finish outside. I think he's um, finishing way outside the top five. I think I, th- I think the injury in the beginning of the year is is affecting him. I think it was like, was it a rib injury? Yep. He he doesn't run anymore. Yeah. He doesn't run. Yeah. And so they, they can really they don't need to have that, that linebacker watching him at all times. Um, Benjamin has been great, but beyond him, who do they have? Like Olsen or something? I don't know. Yeah, he but, lost all of his wideouts. And yeah, the, running so, game's, the running game's banged up also. He's getting no support anywhere. But I still think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think that he's going to finish top five. I, I don't think he finishes think. top ten. I'm not even sure he'd finish. If I had to do an over-under, it'd be like maybe 13 and a half, honestly. And you know what actually has been hurting him, at least recently, is the fact that the defense has fallen apart i don't know why but they've completely fallen apart and so having the defense you know make big stops and giving him time or not putting him in positions where he has to kind of claw back from a huge deficit yeah. that made him look really really good last year and this year he's you know against the ravens they were down by like three touchdowns or some shit like that like it's i don't he, know I, I don't i don't trust him to to pull that kind of stuff off he's been pulled the last two games in the fourth quarter just from being down too much um and Derek uh, Anderson looked pretty good in that first game, actually. Yeah, he's thrown three of Kelvin Benjamin's touchdowns, actually. Uh, Demarius Thomas hasn't been terrible, but hasn't done anything yet. I still think it's kind of the it's kind of like a with the with the Denver Broncos, you kind of roll the dice. And some days it's going to be Julius Thomas, and some days it's going to be Demarius Thomas, and some days it's going to be the running game. And I think that you know they've had three games so far right it, they yep. they were on bye last week yep. so he will get his touches and he will get his 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 touchdowns and he'll he'll score points i think he'll end up probably i'd put him like 9 10 
out of running out of wide receivers, maybe like six or seven. I think he gets there, but he won't be as prolific as he was last year. He was a pretty consensus number two going in. Like it was there was on almost every website, like every analyst ranks, you had like Calvin Johnson clear number one, Demarius clear number two, and then you would have like AJ Dez, Julio, Jordy, whatever, all together. Um, yeah. So. so yeah, I mean, I, I never bought that. I don't know. I, I, I never don't think. That. I don't I think, think so either. Um, I think they play a much tougher pass defense this year. Um, he he has like three games isn't a huge sample size, but he hasn't like you gotta be a little worried if he hasn't topped like fifty yards in three games. Has no touchdowns. Um, it's not great. But they're gonna. But but look who's looked good in Denver. Julius Thomas has, and so at some point they're Emmanuel gonna have Sanders to Sanders over Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel, oh, you're right. Emmanuel Sanders too. So they both have looked good. At some point, you know, the defense will probably shift over to them, and the you know the ebb and flow of who gets the touchdowns will flow back to him. He won't, like I said, he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna be top top three, but yeah. I think he'll be in, in the top ten. Uh, I don't know if he gets in the top ten. Actually, I, I might buy him somewhere between like ten and fifteen, but I, th- I think he definitely could. I don't, I don't think he, I'd be really shocked to be at top five at this point. Um, final okay. player. Gronkowski. Man. Um, and these were all, I, like, top ooh. top three rounds, I think, everyone I, everyone I said so far. No. I, I, I don't know. I think he might be done. I, At least I for this he, year. So I haven't, have you seen... Is he... So I haven't really paid attention to him. I don't know if it's because he's just not getting... I mean, he's not getting the touchdowns that he used to. So we'd see him all the time because he's always getting those or basically running through tackles and then spiking it hard in the end zone. I just don't see that anymore. So I just assume that he's either not getting targets or he's just not effective. And I can't tell what the what the problem is. So it's a couple of things. One, he doesn't play every snap or close to it. Like he's definitely on a snap count. Um, two, he is a good blocker and they, they're keeping him back a little more to help protect. Not a ton. He's still their best receiver, but they're having him pass protect some also. Um but he just, he looks slow. Like, he's not separating like he used to. And he didn't, he like, he did score the touchdowns, but he used to be, like, like he could run seam routes, like, 12, 15, 18 yards down the middle of the field and just get past the linebackers, t- like, make big grabs, like, take hits by the secondary, by the safeties. Like, he's not doing any of that downfield anymore. The Patriots don't throw downfield. Like, he was a downfield threat also. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't pay much attention to the the Patriots game, well, as much as I should have, but does Tom Brady throw deep anymore? No. Zero. He th- he can't complete a pass more than, like, seven yards. I- I'm not even joking. So, Alright, so I need to take one second to rant here. This is the one, this is one year since the, the, the Brady ACL injury where I really felt, or I really feel that the AFC East is up for grabs. I oh, really it, feel it that is. it is. And the Jets are just really terrible. And it, it makes me so angry because I feel like even last year's team could have been in contention where, where this year's team just looks they, – they look lost. I really hate watching them. Um, so I don't know. The Patriots will probably win. They'll probably get like 9 or 10, 10 wins, pull out the AFC East and make uh, it look they're like not, They're not other. winning 10 games the way they looked yesterday or, or Monday. Like well, this, we'll this could be an 8-8 eight and eight, like Buffalo team that wins this division, honestly. Or, or Miami. I mean, they're all. They're all. No, no one's good. Um, no, nobody's. Nobody's even close. Are yet. you? Are you in favor of Michael Vick, or do you think Geno's a problem, or what is it with the Jets? It's just everything. So, but not that I've Michael Vick so is a solution. Years. No, Michael Vick's not a solution. Geno Smith is not the answer. Geno Smith has remarkable similarities to Mark Sanchez, um, and I think that we need we need to really blow up the offense. Um, I'm not. I'm not happy. I want. I really want them to tank, and I know that's kind of, you know, it's it's blasphemous to say to some people, but you know, I just want them to tank. I want them to get a good draft pick. I don't even know who they, who's available in the draft. I just want them to get a good draft pick. Draft a wide receiver. I was having a conversation with one of my good friends who's a Jets fan, and we couldn't remember the last um, Pro Bowl wide receiver that was on the Jets. Have the Jets even ever had one? And we had to think about like Keyshawn, Al right? From like Keyshawn Johnson, he was only there for like three years. He was the number one draft pick in like 95 or 96, but the Jets don't have wide receivers. They never had a good wide receiving core. So I'm, I'm hoping they can find some offense in the draft, really tank it this year, retool, throw out Geno Smith. I'm sick of Geno Smith. Um, I'm, I'm down on the team. So, I'm, I'm frustrated. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. The Jets, the Jets do suck. I'm trying to think, like, 
There was a year, like five years ago, they had Santonio Holmes and Braylon Edwards, who had both had like good years the year before, but then weren't good on the Jets. Um, right. Lavernius Coles may have made a Pro Bowl one year with you guys, but he was never that good. Right. That's true. Um, but Santana still... Moss actually, I think, had one good year. We scored like 11 touchdowns with you guys also. If but, that's true, if you if you just nailed that, I'm extremely impressed. Um, I mean, I, I know my football phrase, but I don't know if either of them made Pro Bowls. I just know they had like a decent year each. Um, right. I mean, they they've had, but they the Jets have never had a Calvin Johnson, Des Bryant, Julio. Uh, no one at that level. No like dominant elite wide. I completely agree. Um, so let's take a look uh, at the power rankings for a second. Um, we already talked about you at number three. Uh, you think Hudson deserves it at number one over Vigo? I think he earned yeah, I think it. So. Yeah. I think, yeah. I actually, I don't, I don't actually like Vigo's team all that much. I don't either. I haven't liked it at all this whole season. Kaepernick and Gino, I, I don't like those quarterbacks. Um, Demarius isn't doing that much. He, his team is DeMarco Murray. That's his team right now. And, well, the, the one bright spot from last week is that Frank Gore actually played well. Yeah, Frank Gore um, got like 100 yards, which, which was actually a huge bright spot because if, if, like, he could easily go the other way and like just be done and have like just forty yards every game the rest of his career. So that that was a yeah. Good I actually thought I thought this was Carlos Hyde's year actually. I, um, I did but, too, but I think Frank right, Gore's going mean, to be done every year. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, there are actually a few teams that I think actually stand out, and I think I think uh, Hudson's is one of them. I actually, kind of like I kind of like Yoni's team if they would only have some some running backs. The thing about Yoni's team is yeah, so he's four and oh, he's not great in points. Um, his running backs are, are kind of terrible. What do you think about giving up Antonio Brown, though, basically for, for Ben Roethlisberger and Macklin? I don't think the deal is that bad for Yoni. Um, I think people were a little too hard on him, but we'll see. Well, I think that, well, all right, so, so my thought was that it was questionable whether or not Antonio Brown would be this good. I think everyone thought that Antonio Brown would be good, but I don't think they thought, you know, first in points scored. Yep. And Macklin looked really good the first few weeks. And it could be the case that, you know, without Deshaun Jackson, he's just going to get all the targets. And, and that's going to happen. Down with a lot of touchdowns. And so, you know, maybe it works out that it's an even trade. I don't think it's all that bad. And I couldn't even really tell why people were panning the trade so much. I, I had a hard time. Yoni I, didn't um, have a second quarterback. He had Josh McCown, who's out. There was no other quarterback on his roster. He just got Roethlisberger, an upgrade over nothing. Yeah. And Roethlisberger has looked pretty good. I mean, he's throwing touchdowns. And, and honestly, at the end of the day, like, Macklin, Antonio Brown over Macklin might be, like, a five-point swing at the end of the day on their averages. Ben Roethlisberger over his shitty backup running back at the OP spot is probably a, a ten-point swing. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So I, I was, I thought the trade was, was a good trade. I didn't think it was that bad. It helped both teams, actually. Like, because Hudson was bragging about his three quarterbacks. So if he really believes Flacco can, can start for him, then, yeah, he got Antonio Brown for nothing. It helps both teams. If I, I swear, if Flacco looks this good all season, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot myself. That, like that, I can't believe true. it. Like it's not that shouldn't happen. It's like it would be it would be like Eli Manning took last week's performance and multiplied it the rest of the year. Like that can happen, and I will doubt all of the football gods if that does happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's no way Flacco does that anymore. Um, so so Hudson is downgraded quarterback clearly. Um, yeah, Yoni and Noah are interesting in that like their records are better than like their uh, advanced metrics so far. But I, I do still like Yoni's team. I think his wideouts are still really good even without Antonio Brown. Um, and yeah. so it, it, it's a lot on Gronk though. Without Gronk. He, it's that's like a, a a big loss there. I think actually, if Gronk can't be like a game changing player, um, well, well, we'll see. I, I actually I ra- only ranked CB sixth, but I found myself liking CB's team a fair amount as I was, I was doing my rankings. Um, he has good running backs, right? That's yeah, he's got well, he's got Lynch who's been great, and Lacey who could be great but hasn't been. Um, and then he's got um, I don't know. he's got Matt Ryan and Alex Smith, I think, as his quarterbacks, and Smith's been fine too. It's, he's relying a lot on Cobb. Now, I, that's coming from a guy who has absolute trash receivers, but, I mean, he's relying a good deal on Cobb. Ryan's been awesome. Alex Smith, I mean, we watched Alex Smith, oh, I watched Alex Smith against the, uh, against the Patriots, and, and uh, he looked effective. He looked at Alex Smithy. So, you know, that's a solid pickup for him. Yeah. Um, so he could be good. I mean, he could be good. I actually, you know, you don't like it at all. I actually kind of like Fuse's team. I don't Fuse's mind team. it as much So they've as put up do. back-to-back good weeks. Um, 
Um, let me pull up Fuse's team for a second, actually, so I can think about that. Why do I not like Fuse's team? Um, he, okay, so his wideouts, I, I still think, are terrible. Um, like, Eddie Royal is... He did this last year. He'll have, like, one big game. Like, I don't think you can really count whatsoever on, on Eddie Royal doing much. Um, okay. So he's got Breeze and Foles. I was down on Foles early, but I, I've come around. He'll be a top 10 quarterback. He's, it's, it's the offense. Um, unless he gets hurt, he's getting hit a fucking lot behind that terrible offensive line. I'm not okay. if he's healthy. I'm not worried about the numbers, but he he could easily miss a game or two. Um, I don't love I, and Breeze is going to bounce back. Breeze will come back. I mean, he's he's they, they only he's the sixth ranked quarterback, but he's going to improve. Like he hasn't been himself. Uh, he's going to improve. I agree. He hasn't been himself, but after a while, like maybe he's just not like he's old. Also, he's like 35, 36. Like he he wasn't going to be number one forever. Like maybe the new Drew Breeze is he's a top five quarterback. Like that's very reasonable. It's possible, but I think that the key to him last year, I, I had him in another league, was getting the running game going effectively, and they haven't been able to do that, but they still have the talent. So at, at the very minimum, when Ingram comes back and they're able to change it up better, and they can get a passing running back, well, even though Ingram isn't, but if they can actually get Pierre Thomas, whoever is back there, to start catching passes, yeah. that'll open up the rest of the field for Breeze. And I think he will be a top three quarterback by the end of the season. It's po- I agree it's very possible. I just wouldn't lock it in like I would have before the beginning of the season. Um, so Fuse's team, I like Kelsey. I've said that a few times. I don't love the I don't love the running backs or the wideouts. Like I don't think he's above average at either position there. I think Bernard, I think the wideouts are I, well is, below average. All right, Watkins, I agree. Cameron, Cameron's weird. Did Cameron play the first few weeks? Or he's been, or he's the, been banged the up. Like, terrible. like name a wideout or running back on this team that you even want other than Gio Bernard. Like, Watkins, I mean, Marcus I, Wheaton, Eddie Royal. Like, would you take either of those for what for one of your backup running backs? I don't think you would. No, no, you're right. Uh, that's why I, I don't like. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm skewed. I'm skewed because he put up really good points against me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think he's he's quite as bad as you as you have him. But well, um, you know, we'll see. I moved him up to number eight, and a lot of that's the record also. Like, that, that plays a part. He's one and three, so he's in a hole already to get back into the playoffs. But if he wins again, he could easily move into, like, the six or seven range, and that's when you're, like, a top-half team. Um, All right. Well, we'll see. Anyway, I, I mean, for the most part, I actually think your, your power rankings are relatively fair. I think I should be moving down a little bit. I might upgrade either Yoni or CB, but um, I, I, other than that, like, I'm... I did think about both of them. I spent a while debating Hudson Vigo one two, and I spent a while debating you, Yoni, Noah, CB, and like that next four zone. Um, and I'm not sure I'm happy with it, but you know, I can't spend forever. Um, all right, let me look. Are there any cool matchups this week? All right, so you're playing Hudson. That's a big matchup, and Yoni Noah. That's two big matchups. Yeah, this is gonna be a good week. I'm playing I... CB, Anton Vigo. The thing is, like. Nine of the twelve teams are five hundred or better, so a lot of these matchups are pitting teams with good records right now. Um, well, we have we have one basic like knockout game, the the Moose the Moose game, the knockout game. And Moose's um, team, if Jamal Charles is healthy again, isn't all that bad. They're just ranked low because they're zero and four. Okay, so uh, we addressed this in the the email chain, but do you really not start? Jamal Charles when he has a probable next to his name. No, I mean that, that's, I understand that's Moose's he hasn't. Fault. I, Moose isn't good at fantasy football, guys. We probably yeah. all know that by now. But uh, Moose like is the guy not one of the stronger managers in the league. No, well, he's definitely feeling it this year. Um, that's for sure. That's yeah, rough. he he deserved that on himself. Um, all right, Priest, you want to close up with some Tron ranks? Let's do that. Let's Tron rank. All right. Today's Tron rank will be um, sometime in the future, for some random reason, you are forced to invest your life savings in like one random company you know nothing about. Okay? After you've invested all your life savings in one company, you find out who the CEO is. Top three, bottom three Trons, you would want to be that CEO. Okay. Bottom three first. Bottom three first. Um, so I really, I really hate to do this, but you can do whatever you want. Fuse has to be on the bottom. Um, I think he, I don't, I don't trust his, his 
managerial strategies. I don't trust the things that he says. He says stupid shit a lot, and, and that, that kind of drives me a little crazy. So I wouldn't trust him to be a very effective CEO. So it's, you know, you, so let me just get this straight. I invested all of my savings. I find out that, I find out somewhere down the line that this Tron is the CEO, yeah. right? So yes, okay. so you want this business so, to do very well. Yeah, okay, so, so it's, gotta be, it's gotta be Fuse. Um, Hmm. So I'm gonna have to say biz. Okay. As, as much as much as I do trust his his um, economics prowess, I think he's also a really conservative guy. And while that might be good for a company, in order to make it big and for the stock to blow up and to, to get a lot of profits, I want somebody who's who's kind of you know has you know a business flair. And I think that he's he's a He's a stable and steady guy, but I want somebody with a little bit, a little bit more. Um, right. So unfortunately, I'm not going to say biz in the, in the bottom. You know his name is C Business Priest. Like, where's the name come from? I said, I said biz. I, I did. I know, All but right. you know, I got to go with the gut. Got to go with the gut. Okay. Um, and uh, bottom. Shit. You got to do it. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say Yoni. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, Yoni. Uh, I don't have a good reason, but I think I think you know you have too many kids. Like it's just a it's it's just bad when CEOs have kids. I want them to be out there having affairs and whining and dining people. And I think you're just you know you're you're just too much of a father. I, I don't want that in the CEO. Okay, fair fair points. Um, I did not have Yoni on my bottom three, but you're you're making me think putting him on. Um, so I have I have. Actually, completely different bottom three right now. I've got Noah, bottom three. Um, don't see him, like, running a business at all. Okay. Um, got Vigo on my bottom three. Um, although, maybe not anymore. Like, he also used to say a lot of stupid shit like Fuse did, but I think he's better about that. Um, I don't know. I just don't know if I trust Vigo making, like, the crucial, important business decisions for my financial future. Um I had Anton originally also because, like, uh, he's just like a scandal waiting to happen. Maybe because it's good to be a CEO, but it's either going to be Anton or Yoni now because you really sold me on, like, those, the kids thing. Also, I don't know if Yoni would, like, know how to run a business, really. It doesn't seem like his thing. Um, nor does it seem Anton's thing. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Anton. Completely, completely three different bottom people. Okay, great. All right. Awesome. Ready, ready for the top? So, top three. Number one is uh, is Lamb Chop. Um, I think he's a devious son of a bitch, um, and I think that you know he has his MBA, so he's already kind of got minted in that type of uh, type of uh, area. He, I, I think he'd make a ton of a ton of money for me. I think uh, I'm going to go with with the uh, the fucker. Okay. Um, number number one two. Pick. Number two. Oh. You gotta have someone else besides Lamb Chop. Yeah, yeah, you know, I um, I'm actually gonna go with I'm gonna go with Anton because I think he he can effectively lawyer a company to to make effective takeovers and merge with other companies or some shit like that, and you know turn some piddling idea into something that eventually rules the world. So I'm gonna say for the 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 uh, the lawyer prowess, Anton's gonna get on the top three. All right, you've got two. Well, and then, and then top three. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. Um, all I right. Think, yeah, I think that's kind of like it's kind of your style is like working on businesses and making. I I actually don't really know what you do, but I assume what you do is you you kind of you're a business guy that latches onto a business and consults and then makes them better. So I'm just gonna assume, and you put so much effort into these goddamn podcasts and <laughs> and you know. Uh, I, power go, rankings and I stuff. go all out. I, I assume that you'll put that that same effort into into being a uh, a CEO. Uh, in most previous jobs, I do not, but maybe that will change. Um, all right, cool. Nice shout out to Narf. I was not even fishing for that one. Um, all right, my top three. I also have fucker on my top three. It's annoying. Um, I had to do it. I have C, no, no. I have C business though. Um, okay. So. So you said that you think he's too conservative and he's not going to make you a lot of money. Like, let's keep in mind that you're investing your life savings and not like 
a 1% of your wealth in a startup to try to hit it big. Like if you invest your life savings and CB gives you modest, steady returns every year, that's fine. You're not going broke. Like, I don't know if you want someone to like take a ton of fucking risks and lose all your money, honestly, but well, no, no, it's, it's true. Priest. But I, what, what I'm looking for, what I'm looking for is somebody to be kind of like, so I'm not saying that I don't believe he's innovative, but I think that like you need you need a good deal of crazy to be a CEO, and I don't think he has the, the he's too calm. proficient amount of crazy. I think he's too he's he's too normal. He's like too like smart and cool and calm to just have that kind of mentality that you know fuck over poor people and and be an asshole and think of that like batshit crazy idea that makes that actually can generate a lot of profit. All right, that's fine. So you've got biz on the bottom. I've got biz on the top. Um, I'm going to go another top who you actually on the bottom. I will throw Fuse on my top list. Um, I don't know. I think he is like has like the ruthless aspect to be a CEO. I think he's like a Jew money person. I think he like is smart about business. Um, I don't know. I, I would I would go Fuse on that list as well. Um, so but that would be that would be my top three. Come on. Come on, Narf. I agree. He says oh, stupid shit terrible. sometimes, but CEOs can say say stupid shit and get out of it. Um, Did you know. hear what I what I uh, what I post on the email train on the email chain? Like, I really think that this entire like persona of his is like an act. And three years or five years or seven years from now, he's going to be like, "Yeah, I just trolled you the entire time." How does uh, it feel to to it's... believe that like I said shit like that? I don't even know. It's tough to know. No one knows Fuse quite well enough except for Hudson. Hudson, like, is the only one who probably knows what's going on. Wouldn't that be hilarious, though? It, it would, would be, be but then we'd all be victim to Fuse's, like, long con. I, I would love that. I would uh, love that. So I don't much. know if I could live in that world. I mean, I won't have to live in that world because me and Anton are both going to kill ourselves when our team sucked this year, so. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, Priest, it's been a pleasure having you on the pod. Any last words before I kick you off? Uh, no. Down with the Patriots, and hopefully the Jets tank it. All right, cool. Uh, good luck this weekend in Clemson, man. All right, thanks, dude. See ya. Take it easy. Bye.